Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we're going to get into a new topic and a new battle Battle of wine. wine. And this week... And this week, we are talking about savings accounts. Savings accounts. If you've gone, let's see, what episode was that? Seven? Episode seven, I believe. We was, talked about savings versus investing, but yes. we, we didn't really get into... The nitty gritty. The nitty gritty of savings accounts, which affect everyone. But before we talk uh, personal finance, let's... Uh, let's talk about wine. Talk personal wine-ants. Per- oh, hey yo! That was so fast. <laughs> So we are drinking the Brown Estates 2018 Zinfandel. And Ooh, you this, love a Zinfandel, right? You know, I don't drink that many Zinfandels. Oh, really? So this is going to be a treat for me. Didn't your grandma like Zinfandels? Oh, 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 oh. She liked white Zinfandel, oh, okay, which okay. is a joke. Okay. It's not even a thing. Oh, okay. It's a mixer to put in with 7 out. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got that confused with you. Yes. It's not me. Um, but Brown Estate is actually the first and only black-owned winery in Napa Valley. Hey. So, hey. I love it. I'd love for it. A little, uh, a little Ooh. tip. Very mm. exciting. I'm very excited for this wine. Smell it. Mmm. Mm. Zinfandel. Mm-hmm. End of the episode where we will review it. We'll discuss. But we I'm will gonna, discuss. I'm going to need this because my hand hurts real bad because... Uh-oh. I what had happened? an incident this morning. An incident. What and happened? I You've figured, been like hinting at this all day. I know. Well, she's like, I want to tell you on the podcast. I'm like, okay. Well, it was just so embarrassing that I felt like I'm just going to have to tell everybody. Okay. Tell our our dear listeners. Mm. Because what happened was I was trying trying to be zen. You were meditating? No, I was doing a nice yoga sesh this morning. Real early. It was like a 7 a.m. situation. And this bitch on core power. (laughs) And then this bitch. (laughs) This bitch, core power on demand. She's like, hey, we're working on handstands today. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is intense. So, you know, I do the whole flow. At the end, we get into the headstand situation. Right, okay. And she says, just take a leap of faith. You can do it. You can do it. So I'm like, you know what? I can do it. I I do yoga a lot. I can do it. I decide, and I just, if somebody (laughs) saw this, I would have to simply just pass away. Because I did the headstand. My legs came up, and I thought, I'm doing it. Then I promptly lost my balance. And I go into basically a back bend, like I fall backwards, <laughs> like over my head. And I crash into my plant. Oh, wow. Miss Diana Ross. And um, so she broke. And so then I had to get a stick and I propped her back up with a stick and I almost had to tape her. Okay, now this, so this, this really concerns me because you live alone. What if you had snapped your neck? How well, would, you would have, I, you, I wouldn't have shown up today and you would have been like, oh. Yes, I just don't like you doing risky things at home. But how do you get injured doing yoga? So then I thought if I broke my hand and I have to say I got a, a yoga injury. That is sad. I can't say that. That's sad. I have to make it's, something up. You would. I. You'd say. I don't. I got I hit you, by a car. Oh God. Something crazy. And only your hand broke. <laughs> yeah. 
because it was just it was a whole moment and then i thought i'm just gonna tell this on the podcast oh well i'm i'm so glad you're in good health but it does scare me that you're trying things at home alone she told me to do it okay (laughs) this bitch said uh i'm like my god well you know who hurt you natalie that girl That girl, whatever her name was. So yeah, I'm not going to be doing headstands for a while. Yeah, or just like text me before so I know yeah. you're attempting yeah. so that if something were to happen, I just know uh, you're right. my headstand has gone awry. Okay, mm. good for me to know. Yeah. Um. Well, for me on my end. Yeah, what's up with you? I, I feel like I have this series now where I'm watching all of these fantasy franchises and I need yes. to comment on all of them. Yeah. <laughs> what's next? So the next one I am watching, I'm watching Hunger games rewatching oh it. and i have thoughts about hunger games oh in retrospect yeah um 80s horrific oh it's bad no no no, no. it's like very intense and violent for children oh yeah it's literally like i know you fend for yourself i read out the, in the books woods. i read the books and i watched all the movies back in the day and then i'm rewatching. i'm like the fuck yeah these kids are getting burned with acid they're children. Oh shit! It's in- I don't remember that. Yeah, and they're like di- they're like dying. They die out there in the fields, and they do out. <laughs> they be dying out there in the fields, <laughs> and then I've decided also. Um, I just watched a second movie, Hita Malak. Peter Malak. Is that the Shark Boy? No, no, it's just Hutcherson. Oh, he, was Shark he not Boy Shark Boy? Is Taylor Lautner? Oh, right. I'm getting my I'm getting my but franchise it is in the confused. same realm. Yes, but yes, no, yes. it's Josh Hutcherson who, by the way, is fine. Um, <laughs> but he's also a little bitch throughout it. The second movie. Oh, really? Um, I don't remember that. Okay, well, let me tell you. Initially, the first five seconds of the game, he almost drowns. And then later on, he gets hit by poison and his skin starts uh, bubbling. And another time he hits a force field and falls back and goes unconscious. And I'm like, dude, at this point, you should be dead. Just get out. You're ruining the game. Just get out. So Peter Mark is a whiny little bitch. And he's in love with Katniss. Katniss. But Katniss is in love with Liam Hemsworth. Yes, his name is Gale, which oh, is yeah. the least hot name Gale. you could give Liam Hemsworth. Who, who wrote that? This, I mean, whoever wrote the books. But Gale. yeah, uh, Gale. So, and Gail loves her back or unrequited? No, he loves her back. He loves her back. So poor Peta is just like... Yeah, I'm, he, Peta's like a guy. He's, I feel like they made out one time though, no? They do. They're, their whole thing is they're pretending to be in love. I haven't finished the franchise yet, but I will finish it. And I can report back if people are interested. Yeah. And then Hunger also games. moving on to Harry Potter next, so I will give some updates. Mm. Just cool to rewatch these things and look back and you're like... Yes. This is kind of messed up right. or this is horrible like, as I, in the terms of twilight was horrible oh my god when i watched twilight again i was like this is a joke it's terrible it's a joke but the harry potter i watched so often so i'm like i remember that but i don't really remember i think i saw hunger games once in theaters mm, i read the books i don't think and i still didn't remember anything i was like uh i have no idea how this ends to be honest i don't either but anyway somebody must win the game <laughs> All I know is Stanley Tucci's in it, and God, I love Stanley Tucci. Oh, he does a great job. He does a great job at it. I would die for Stanley Tucci, not to be dramatic, (laughs) but I would. (laughs) All right, let's talk about savings accounts. Let's talk about (laughs) savings. 
Let's talk about savings accounts. Let's do it. Um, and we chose this topic because we, like we said, we did an episode on saving versus investing. Episode and like the seven. different reasons why you would save and why you would invest. And that's mm-hmm. episode seven if you want to go back. But we couldn't really get into the nitty gritty of savings accounts. And like we learned so much mm-hmm. recently. We love our savings accounts. We love our savings accounts. And so we wanted to relay the knowledge off to everyone else. And we decided to do the savings one before the investing one, because before you could get into your investing and really pop off and be an investment queen or king, Mm -hmm. you need to have your savings plan in check. Yes. You need to maximize or, well, not maximize. You need to strategize. 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 Maximize and strategize. All of the above. All of the above. And Corinne and I are passionate about this because- about maybe like a year ago, year and a half ago, mm-hmm. we realized that we were being scammed. Swindled. 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 By Bank of America. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and we were like, we've, we've got to close these accounts mm-hmm. and find something new. So we're going to tell you all that we know. All we've researched. All we've researched. Passing it down. One Jedi to the next. One Jedi. <laughs> one savings Jedi to the next. So Corinne, let's So we're going to start with... Certain types of savings accounts that people have and need. Mm-hmm. And there's, I think, a lot of misconception about what a rainy day fund is and what an emergency fund is. And yes. it's very important that you actually have both. Mm-hmm. But we're going to first start with um, rainy day funds, which we think you should build first, first before you get into building your emergency fund. And what's actually kind of interesting is a recent Federal Reserve Board report found that 44% of adults had to sell something or borrow money to pay for an emergency costing $400. So it's not like a catastrophic emergency. No, it's like a very, like a very, $400 is a lot. Yes. Clearly to 44% of adults who had to sell something or borrow money to just pay off something kind of random that came up that cost $400. Right. But what I'm saying is like, it's not, so the rainy day fund is something that is set aside for a small expenditure outside of your normal living expense. So like $400, I'm thinking your dog, I always talk about dogs because he's just always on my mind, but let's say your dog breaks his leg. Something that you're like, are you kidding me? You popped a tire. It's not like a catastrophic emergency event, right? It's kind of these, yeah, smaller small things that they happen and you go, fuck. Yeah, I'm going to need 500 bucks for that. Yeah. Fuck. (laughs) That's when you need the rainy day fund. So yeah, it's typically smaller. It's about uh, $2,500, but at least a thousand if you can. And if you've got debt, maybe try for a thousand. If you don't have debt or you don't have student loans, you can probably go up to $2,500. Yeah. $1,500, $2,500, somewhere in there. Just something, and you know your life better than we do, but something where you can envision what would that little thing look thing like. A look lot of it's like, like, I think it's really common is car repair. Car repair. And home repair. So yes. like, plumbing issues or you know somebody throws a rock through your window i don't know if that happens anymore just in movies but like things like that that aren't gonna be they're not gonna cost you you know ten thousand dollars but they're gonna be like an annoying itch and it's an inconvenience right and if you're like the 44 percent of adults you might not have even five hundred dollars saved for something like that and that would really put you in a pickle yeah so some strategies because sometimes you know it is hard to even meet that goal Mm -hmm. just having the rainy day fund 
<laughs> something that you can do is just move $20 a week into a separate checking account. Mm-hmm. Just $20. If you can make it 50, even better. If you Even 10. If it's 10. Yeah. What, whatever you're setting aside for a rainy day, for that pop tire that now you got to replace is mm-hmm. going to be helpful. Another strategy is, you know, if you get a pay raise, mm-hmm. using some and or all of it, towards your rainy day fund, building it until you get to that $2,500 yeah. or that $1,000. Yeah. And then, you know, you can start taking your pay raise back, but that's just a simple yeah. strategy that you can keep in mind the next time you get a little raise. Yeah. Be like, just put that over. Mm-hmm. So once you've got that, let's you got say your rainy day fund, you got your rainy day fund in case somebody hates you and slashes your tire, you're covered. You good. <laughs> then you want to start building your emergency fund, which is a pool of money that you earmark for unplanned expenses that might be uh, a lot bigger. So mm-hmm. let's say you need a safety net in case of a financial emergency, such as a job loss, mm-hmm. a major illness or major illness injury, mm-hmm. divorce, divorce. I mean, these things that are major life events that are a lot bigger than a pop to tire. Mm-hmm. So you should aim for an emergency fund of at least three to six months of living expenses. That includes bills, debt payments, everyday spending, such as like grocery, childcare, gasoline, etc. Etc. So it's really like a true life emergency where right. everything's changing. Like, You're not making you income. Like, you have no income. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, yeah, it's suggested three to six months, but you can really save all the way up to nine months of living expenses, especially if you're a freelance type. People who don't have steady nine to five jobs, someone like me, where mm-hmm. I go from job to job, it's probably recommended that I'm saving up to nine months of living expenses. Yeah. Because, you know, um, I'm going to need it. I might need it. That's me um, too. But, you know, it can be anywhere from 10000 to 50000 to even more, depending on what your life is. And you really have to sit down and budget out, like, how much would I need to survive this, right. you know, at least half a year. And also, this is like bare bones stuff. So you're not putting aside, you know, let's say every month you get a facial right now. Let's just no, say. no, no, no. I no, mean, no. well, you're not right now because it's COVID. But no, that's not what you're saving for. But that is not what you're saving for. We're talking, you know, food, rent. water, rent, groceries, insurance, things like that. That's what goes in the emergency fund. We did get a lot of this information from a book called Broke Millennial, which will be linked in the show notes if you want to buy it because we learned so, so much from it. So a good way to start saving and building a good strategy, that emergency fund, is to first establish a conservative savings goal to a lot, at least 2% of every paycheck to your emergency fund for six months. And then you can increase that amount by 1% to 2% every six months to a year to build your emergency fund over time. So basically, you just have it in your mind that when you get your paycheck, 1%, 1%. 2% of it just goes into this emergency right. fund. And you just build It's not that. like 50% going in there. No, You're no, just no. Just a very, very small. And like that's the thing with savings accounts that I think people get intimidated by is that sometimes it does take a while to build. Mm-hmm. It doesn't build overnight. But if you just start now, it will get to the point yes. that when you need it, it'll be there for and you. all savings accounts start with one dollar in them mm-hmm. you know they all do and some of them get to be millions 
So you got to start somewhere. Exactly. Another great strategy is to get a side hustle. Um, something that's really great that my friends do is Rover, which is like a dog walking service. Oh. Um, yeah, you could do like care.com, which is babysitting and just taking all that extra cash you're making, putting it into that emergency fund so that you can build it. Another thing that's really great that I think we both really love is to automate your savings. Mm -hmm. So just having, again, if it's that 1% of your paycheck or if it's a certain amount or whatever, just having that auto go into your savings every month. Yes. I love that because I can't think about any more things in my life or day. And if, if one thing is automated, that is very, very helpful. Another thing you can do is you can use part of your tax refund or all of your tax refund. Um, that's a great thing, a, a bit of extra cash at the top of the year that you can put in an emergency fund mm-hmm. or use to build your rainy day fund, whatever. But use that tax refund smart, y'all. Yes, and I, one more tip that I have that mm-hmm. I have really implemented and I thought, wow, am I a genius? Perhaps. <laughs> I paid my car off and now I take the amount that my car payment was mm-hmm. and every month that same, because I paid that amount for five years, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not like I, my life's going to be drastically altered all of a sudden by not keeping it in my account. So I just take that and I put it right into the account. That's so smart. Yeah, Keep you're saying you're over. already comfortable not having yes. whatever, how much your car payment was. Mm-hmm. And so now you're just like, okay, I paid it off. It's going to go in my savings now. It's just going to pop right over. Look at you. Automated. No strategy. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, last and and most importantly, like we said, start small. Yeah. If you can't do any of the above, put $5, put $10. $5. Anything, you will be thanking yourself in the back end when yes. you need to pull from it and you have that money there. The next thing we want to talk about is this concept of the fuck off fund. Fuck off fund. The fuck off fund. So this is the money that you would need to walk away from any sort of shitty situation. So let's say you've got a bad job. You've got an abusive partner. Mm. God, I mean, hope not. But uh, you have a living situation or working scenario that's toxic and you need to say, Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck you. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And it's it really, it, it it's a frame of mind, really. Mm-hmm. I think we were talking about this when we were planning this. It's like this idea of financial freedom, right? Mm-hmm. Not being stuck in a bad situation where you're relying on the money and you can't leave because of it. Yeah. And so having this change of mind of being like, okay, this is my emergency fund, but it's also my fuck off fund. If I need to get out of this situation, get out of this job, get out yes. of this relationship, I have the money saved to do so and to be free and really yeah. have that freedom and not feel like tied to toxicity. Yes, because that's the other thing with, with emergency funds and even just savings accounts in general that I think – I know that I've done this where you're like, what are the odds that that's actually going to happen? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I can imagine being in some sort of scenario where I'm like, I need to get the fuck out of it. Like a bad job. Some people hate their job and God forbid like a a boss is toxic or... So maybe if you're thinking, I need an emergency fund, but you're like, I don't want to put my money in that. Reframe it and think, what if I get into a really bad situation? And this will be my fuck off fund. And this is now my fuck off fund. Yeah. This is me taking my power back. Absolutely. And again, it could be an actual separate fund that's Mm -hmm. separate from your emergency fund. Or it could just be the way you're thinking about your emergency fund. It could be whatever you want because it's your motherfucking life. Yes. And actually, this woman named Paulette Perhatch 
Um, and we will put this in the show notes. She wrote an article in 2016 called A Story of a Fuck-Off Fun. Well, she started this whole idea. Yes. She's yeah. the one that we did not make this up. No, no, no. I wish she we did. did. She did. She gives all these different scenarios that women could get themselves into. And I think she got herself into. Yes. That we face on, a reg- on the regular, which is just so shitty. But... They are things that a fuck-off fund would relieve them of. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really eye-opening because as you're scrolling down reading these examples, you're like, oh, that could really happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's much more practical. And I think that it's just so empowering for women to know that they've got a backup and a way to independently remove themselves in... If, if they need to. Yeah, in the case of, of an emergency. And, I mean, this isn't as prevalent now, but, you know, women are normally the homemakers, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time we're relying on men. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, this is in the past, maybe not so much in 2020, we're relying on our husbands yes. to make money. And so we don't have any of our own. And so right. sometimes women feel trapped in the relationship because where do you go? Especially if you've got kids. If you Well, especially if you've got kids, but I'm just saying, like, if you don't have any of the income yourself, like already saved, mm-hmm. how do you get out of a relationship you don't want to be in anymore? Exactly. <sighs> Anyways, but there was this really cool quote, actually, from the article that you just mentioned um, by Paulette Perhatch that I'll read right now. I feel like we should get her on this. Oh, w- Paulette? We gotta get Paulette. Let's. Uh, hey, we need girl. our listeners to start. Uh, <laughs> tag her. <laughs> yeah, tag her, please. So here's a quote from Paulette. So when we say emergency fund, there's no emotion attached to it because it's too vague. So while my fuck off fund is my emergency fund, calling it my fuck off fund reminds me of the power it gives me to choose my life and not be subject to the whims of others. Exactly. And I love that. And I'm actually going to, because I can't lie to you, I'm being real transparent. My emergency fund? Low. Low. Weak. (laughs) It is weak. Okay? But when I think, because I also am like, well, in an emergency, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. But as a Sagittarius who cannot be tied down or I panic. I'm I'm an Aquarius. I feel you. We can't. We can't be doing this. Mm -mm. So it really does help me reframe. You know, we can, we can bounce when needed. <laughs> we can peace the fuck out. So let's get into how to choose the right savings account. Which is what for you. we are so passionate about. we're so about. passionate about. Because here's the thing. This is actually a statistical fact. Mm-hmm. Most people bank with whoever their parents banked with, and then they just stick with them because it feels easy and familiar. For example, my parents back in the 1980s, met working at Bank of America. They did? They did. So I didn't know that. Yes, they did. So then they always were with Bank of America. And then we moved however many times. And every time we moved, mm-hmm. we just kept getting more Bank of America, Bank mm-hmm. of America. Until I was in my mid-20s when I'm like, why the fuck do I have Bank of America? And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, because without Bank of America, I guess I wouldn't be here. <laughs> Your life has been My run life. by Bank of America since legit before your uh, conception. Yes, I know. Wow. No, I mean, but that's so funny because that's this, I had the same exact thing. My my mom always banked at Bank of America, and therefore I had all my accounts there. And then yes. me and you like woke up one day, we're like, what the? I'm like that? And you know why? Because why a a, a brick and mortar big bank isn't a great idea and mm-hmm. what we our eyes were open to yes how we realized we were being swindled swindled and scammed <laughs> it's because you're probably earning somewhere between 0.01 and 0.2 percent apy at um, a big bank savings account like 
Bank of America, Wells Fargo, which is basically essentially useless. It's useless. Also, APY, just want to circle back yeah. real quick, annual percentage yield. So that's the, the interest. interest that you're making off of what's in your savings account. So it's literally useless because the fees that they charge you are going to be more than the interest that you're ever probably going to make. Yeah. So here's an example. So if you save $2,000 in a year per se with that 0.01 APY mm-hmm. that Bank of America is giving you. That is actually what they're giving you, by it's, the way. It, we looked it up. It yes. is actually. <laughs> um, you will earn a whopping 20 cents in interest. Wow. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Yay. Well, 20 cents. Wait, yeah, we're going to invest in your future. <laughs> Whereas if you had a bank, um, like an online bank that was offering you 1% APY, you could earn $20, $20. in interest, which, you know, could get you uh, a nice lunch. Yes. Could... Uh, you could go a lot of things with $20. Yes, and a lot of the online banks don't have these monthly fees. Mm-hmm. The maintenance fees. Bank of America, uh, let me just tell you, it's $16 a month. Swindled. You swindled. have been swindled. You've been actually robbed by Bank of America. So now, what what should we be looking for in these savings accounts, these, these banks? What should we be looking for? Yes, you want to look for at least a 0.75 to 1% APY. And the reason that they can do this, like we said... They are not brick and mortar. They don't have... For like an online bank. Yes, they're online. Mm-hmm. So they don't have like ATMs. They don't have overhead. These are online. They're also called internet banks. Right. And these internet banks, they don't have these overhead costs. Like they don't have to buy land or property tax or any of that. Right. So actually what you're going to want to Google, like let's say you put this on pause, you hit Google, it's a high yield savings account. Uh, count and we actually have some favorites would you like to explain yeah so if you've decided like we did to make the transition from a uh you know big bank a joanne the scammer bank mm -hmm, a 0.01 apy bank and you want to now change your life Mm -hmm. upgrade some great online banks that have amazing high yield savings accounts, one being Ally Bank, mm-hmm. which has no minimum balance, and they're giving you very, very high interest rates. Again, it's an online bank. It doesn't have a brick yes. and mortar store. That's how they can do it. That's not, how they can do it. It's not like some crazy fine print. Yeah, I think people get like, yeah, yeah nervous. I explained this to my dad, and he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, he's like, what? And I, he's like, they can do that? Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's probably like a, a more new concept. Yeah. So like we said, Ally Bank, which we'll have tagged in the show notes, mm-hmm. uh, CIT Bank, which does require a minimum balance or a monthly deposit of $100. Mm-hmm. But again, it's giving you such a high APY that it's worth it if you have kind of already built up a big savings or are willing to put $100 a month Yes, away. and actually that could be, if, if you're financially, if that works for you financially, Financially, that could be a good strategy of saving because you have to put well, you have to put hundred yeah. to get that interest to get rate. the interest rate you have to put a hundred in so that could be a strategy as well yeah that's that's a good that's a good thing and then another bank that's really cool and I saw on all the lists and um, is Chime Bank which again has no minimum balance Never heard of it Chime Bank online bank has very high uh, interest rates which is amazing so again yeah Ally Bank CIT Bank or Chime Bank. So FDIC insured banks are protected up to $250,000 if the bank should go under. So you are protected that much. So if the bank goes under, loses all your money, if it's FDIC insured, 
you're protected up to $250,000. So like, let's say I had $250,000 in my savings account Mm -hmm. and the bank, I don't know, something happens. Mm -hmm. Goes under. Yeah. I still... You're safe. You're safe. I'm safe. Yes, your money is safe. Okay. So make sure it'll be on the websites of the banks that you're looking at. If you're looking through different online banks, it'll say if it's FDIC or insured. And it most parts they they are. It's hard to operate if you're not. But mm-hmm. just making sure that that's something to look out just for. That I learned. Just want. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's that's a good thing to know. So actually, this is an am I doing this right savings tip? This oh, yes. Let's give our give our final little our savings tip. Our final little tip. savings tip. And this is kind of Corinne and I's little thing that we have discovered. And we're calling them invisible savings accounts. Mm-hmm. And I have one of these. You have, have one, one of these. I have one of these now too. And it's a savings account that isn't connected to the bank where your checking account is. So Let's say you're at Bank of America. Hmm. Thoughts on that. (laughs) Let's say you're at Bank of America. You don't want to have your savings account at Bank of America, obviously, as we said. But let's say you put it in CIT Bank Mm -hmm. or something else. You don't see it when you log on, right? So that's super helpful because when you see what's in your checking and savings and they're side by side... For me, and I me think too. just for any sort of human nature, you're like, I can just move 200 into my checking. Yeah, the savings account becomes more like a second checking yes, account. Yes, you're just like, I'll just, I'll just move it over. So if you can't see it, you're not going to take shit out of it. Yeah, so I think it's just really important that to have your That has been checking, my saving grace. Your checking account at one bank and your savings account at another so that yes. you're not constantly like putting in that, oh, $100, I'll just put this over, I'll put oh, this just, over. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you don't have a savings account Then anymore. there's nothing there because, and also, the more that's sitting in that savings account, if you've got a high yield one, which you will after you listen you to this episode. You better after you listen to this episode. Then it's going to sit in there and it's going to collect more interest and you're going to hit your savings goals faster. Mm-hmm. And that compound interest, that interest on interest on Corinne, interest. I think your first tattoo should say compound, compound interest. interest. Again, we talked about on the savings versus she investing episode, compound interest is, again, if you're getting 1% APY on your savings account, and then the next month they're giving you 1%, well, they're giving you interest on the interest they already gave you. On the inter- It's like it's inception. Build, yes. And then interest it's Tetris. Already, it is. It's Tetris for interest. Building and building, building and building. building. <sighs> I love it. We love it. Oh, lordy. Well, lordy, lordy, lordy. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> our, those are our tips and tricks and advice and all of the tea on savings, on savings accounts. accounts. So yeah, we hope you understand a little bit more about savings accounts, the difference between rainy day funds and emergency funds, what a fuck-off fund is, and fuck most fund. importantly, what to look for in the right savings account. Do not be swindled by Bank of America. Or, or Wells a- Fargo. Or any of the brick and mortars. Scandals. Yeah. You don't need a big bank. <laughs> Fuck. Book that. <laughs> uh, so if you've got any questions, feel free to DM us at am I doing this right pod or email us am I doing this right pod at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast. Yes, please. Please give us five stars so that we can continue to bring y'all these tips could you imagine if somebody's on this episode what is this like 14 or something and they're like i'm gonna give them one star they've listened all the way and gave us it's rude that's rude just be that would just we do a lot of research over here but anyways please make sure to rate and review us it really does help us grow and we'd really appreciate it nat 
circle back on the wine. Let's circle back. I forgot even what what are we? We're drinking Zinfandel. We're drinking the Brown Estate 2018 Zinfandel. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just look at the bottle here. Ugh. So um, our hottie. Oh, our hottie of the Let's week. Let's discuss our hottie. Oh, not. Well, why don't you discuss our hottie of the week? Because I feel like you really you pitched him out here. I pitched him, and you know. There's something that I feel comforted about his existence on this planet. Mm. And it's Paul Rudd. He's a great guy. He's just a great guy. And so then when we were talking about savings account, I thought, what feels safe safe, mm. and reliable? Mm-hmm. Like, Paul Rudd is never going to do us scandalous. Never. You know what I mean? Never, never, never. He's reliable. reliable. He's kind of like a little bit of dad vibes, yeah. which savings accounts feel dad yeah. vibes. I, I feel like he's... I love him. I just love him. So he's our hottie. He's our hottie of the week, and we're rating this Zinfandel against Paul Rudd, who, like we said, is reliable, safe, yes. secure, but he's also, like, funny, Fun. endearing. He's endearing. He's endearing. And you just fucking love him. So tell me your thoughts, because I am loving it. I like it. Again, super, super smooth, easy... Gosh, what are, I wish I had better adjectives to give our listeners. I have none. I wish I could like pick up on the palette. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. oh, it's very, you know. Oaky, but it's not. It's not oaky, by the way. But I wish I, I wish I could say that. Not at least smelling I'm really it. Smelling like, it. I feel like if I wasn't if I didn't feel the pressure, I could You could say something. Okay, well let's rate it. How about I'm gonna give it a like cedar. Oh, cedar? Hmm. Kind of woodsy. Oh. Okay. Like, I don't get a lot of fruitiness. No, I don't get fruit. I don't get fruit. I do get a little oak, though. Oh, maybe. Like I just made barrel. that up. I it just might, made that up. It might be in an oak barrel. I don't know. I'm going to give it... You tell me yours first. Eight. I was going to say between an eight and a nine. But okay. I feel like we give so many eights. So you, you can say nine. And then I'll, it's, then it's an 8.5. It's an 8.5. Because okay. I really am liking this. I mean, I pretty much chugged my whole thing. Oh, that is also true. Okay, so round estate, 2018 Zinfandel. From my hometown of St. Helena, California. 8.5 out of Paul Rudd, which Mm. is a pretty great score. Highly recommend. Linked in the show notes if you want to buy a bottle. Yes. Okay, so this is the time of the show where we do a little wrap-up game. And today we're playing more context more context which is when we pull out a random story and a random line and then we have to tell the story what it was so not do you want to pick from the plastic bag of truth oh oh, the plastic bag of truth (laughs) which have little like pieces of paper in it that have our stories in them is that asmr or was that horrible i don't know it it either was great or terrible somebody's like (laughs) bleeding out of their airpods okay i do not know what this says Crying into gluten-free banana pudding. Oh, crying into gluten-free <laughs> banana pudding. What could that mean? Do you not remember this? Oh, I know what it means. I'm just saying for everyone else. Go for it. Um, so crying into gluten-free banana pudding. I might cry to think about it. Natalie came with me to Atlanta when I did an episode of Wild and Out, which is horrific and no one should ever watch. But I did do an episode of Wild and Out at one point. And Natalie came with me, but we found this gluten-free restaurant. 100. Because we're both gluten-free. This also, let me just say, if you're not gluten-free, you don't understand what it's like to stumble upon a restaurant that is 100. 
hundred percent gluten free. Everything, and they had like fresh focaccia. Yeah, that was gluten free. I mean, it was an amazing. And so we have this beautiful meal, rooftop. It's like sunset. There were literally children laughing, playing in playing the background. Playing in a park oh across the street. I mean, it was like a very magical moment. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the meal, they had dessert. And Natalie, do you want to go into it? It was gluten-free <laughs> banana pudding with like these little homemade gluten-free Nilla wafers. Oh my God. And we both just like took a bite and then just cried. It was just like, it was, I can, how is this happening? so good. It was so good. And then when we were eating it, we were like, why are there no like gluten-free restaurants in LA like this? I know. I really do feel like and we have we a thought niche. We should do it. We should make one. So if LA ever gets uh, a 100% gluten-free restaurant with a banana pudding, it may or may not be Corinne and I's Restaurant. Max Venture, the oh, am I doing this right restaurant? <laughs> restaurant. Would you like edition. to show up? Uh, but God, truly. I wish I could have it right now. Me too. Okay, well, anyways, <laughs> now I'm hungry. Oh, I know. Oh. But thank you for tuning in to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? We will see you next week. Next week. Love you guys. Love you so much. Thanks for listening. Bye.